This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. Here's not got a free shot on all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Thanks, Pat. Um, can you say when you expect these troops to arrive at the border, even um, in a range of days in the coming week or presumably by May 11th? Uh, would that be accurate? Do you expect these will be active duty troops or are you going to try to have to pull some from the guard? And third, sorry, um, in the past, DOD requested the DHS provide quarterly reports updating as to when and how DHS was going to be able to take over these jobs on the border. Is DOD getting these quarterly updates? And is the department confident or concerned that DHS will or won't be able to meet this requirement by the end of the fiscal year? Yeah, thanks, Lita. Um, so on, on your first question, uh, right now, I think we'll see uh, you, uh, these troops arrive as early as uh, May 10th uh, and then in the coming weeks. Uh, again, these will be active duty forces, uh, although, as I mentioned at the top, uh, we continue to explore other options so that we could uh, return those active duty forces back to their home stations in stride with potentially reserve component or contracted uh, entities. Uh, again, that's work that we'll, we'll continue to do. Uh, as far as um, quarterly reports, um, I'll have to take that question for you. I can tell you that, you know, as a matter of course, we do regularly communicate with DHS. Uh, and I think, uh, again, we're, we're uh, in a situation here where uh, DHS has requested assistance uh, and the Department of Defense is assisting on this important issue. So, thank you. Is it is it, uh, are you saying, just for clarification, that within this 90-day period? Correct. Secretary Austin has approved the deployment of 1,500 active duty tro troops, but again, uh, we are looking and evaluating options should we be able to uh, replace those in stride. Okay. Jen, and then we'll go to Will. Thank you, General Ryder. Um, so just which tr units will these troops be coming from, and will they be helping with drug enforcement? Because that's what the original executive order from the president said. Yeah, so in, in terms of the types of work that they'll be doing, uh, as I highlighted at the top, uh, these will be uh, very much focused on uh, support tasks to uh, CBP. So uh, no, uh, and I'll just leave it at that. Uh, I mean, I mean, what I said. Uh, in terms of the specific units, uh, these forces will come from the Army and the U.S. Marine Corps, um, but I'd refer you to the services to talk about specific units that will be tasked. And in 2018, just before the midterm elections, President Trump ordered 5,200 U.S. troops to fortify the border. 
at the time, Democrats and former uh, military officials and officers came out against that, saying they were being used for political reasons. How is this different? Yeah, so, you know, really my focus here is on talking about what we've been asked to do and, and what we're doing. Uh, clearly, DHS felt that there was a need uh, for the Department of Defense to assist so that they can continue to do their important work. Secretary Austin approved that request, and so that's what we're focused on. It's Tuesday, May 2nd, 2 May in the year of our Lord, 2023. Uh, you're in the war room. I want to thank Real America's Voice and all of our team for making sure this broadcast had a little trouble this morning. We think we've worked it out as we are on the road. Uh, a pretty big afternoon, a monumental bill. The Secure the Border Act just dropped from the Republican Party. We've got Alex DeGrasse is going to break it down for us. Also, uh, Hakeem Jeffries and the Democrats are trying to play games with the debt ceiling. A, a live update on that. But I want to start with Todd Benzman. Todd, uh, is this just politics? Is it, is it just to assist this wave? We, we know we have 700,000 to 1 million illegal aliens, including 15,000 Haitians, but Venezuelans, everybody strung along the border from uh, Reynosa, across from Brownsville and McAllen, all the way to, uh, to Tijuana and El Paso, whereas everywhere in between, you've reported this nonstop. It's a dangerous situation. What is sending, is he sending, is Biden sending 1,500 troops to stop this invasion, or is he there to assist the invasion? Hey, Todd, you've got to unmute yourself, brother. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, I'd go with option B. Uh, they are absolutely hang on, hang on, hang, 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 hang on for a second. Hang on for a second. Let's start over again. God, you, you get you got to retrain Benzman every time. I know you're just back from the border. Once again, is it going to be is it, is the troops there to stop it or is the troops there to assist? Option B. They're going to assist and facilitate the entry of huge numbers of immigrants who are already here. Uh, they're coming every day by the thousand. Uh, they've already uh, swamped El Paso. I think the troops are gonna be needed for crowd control, uh, which would free up Border Patrol to do processing duty again. They would go right back into those big soft-sided uh, facilities that they're building. I think they've got seven or eight of them up now. Uh, they're all filled up, by the way. Uh, at capacity, uh, that's why you're seeing all those people in the streets of El Paso, because we're 10 days out from the end of Title 42, and they're already collapsed. Uh, that's why they're sending troops. And yeah, what you're seeing okay, there is... Here's, yeah. But, but yeah, I, I want to make sure El Paso is worse than it was in the spring, and, and McAllen's going to be like, Brownsville's going to be like that. This is, looks like a third world country. This does not look like the United States of America. What's going on here, brother? Right. There's nowhere to keep them, uh, to process them. So they just have to, this is called safe street releases. I think I might have mentioned that earlier. And uh, these guys are just waiting on our side to for somebody to come pick them up or for them to get in line somewhere to figure out how to get papers and then get on buses into the interior. Uh, one of the issues that the administration is going to be facing is, you know, how to um, logistically and physically process huge numbers of people. They've already surged facilities 
people, judges, asylum officers, but none of it is going to be enough. Uh, they're thinking that they were going to be able to process any one immigrant through in about a day or two, but, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. It's not, it can't happen. But, because- but, 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 but here's what the American people can understand. Why are they sending anybody down there that would allow any of this into the country? Why isn't the focus to stop this from coming into the country? Why, why, who is down there to represent the American people? Look at this. And for our podcast and radio audience, you've got to go to worm.org. And, and download the newsletter and the show and all the video. This video is insane. And this is now being even covered by CNN finally. But it's up on Twitter. Todd, who's down there to actually say, we can't do this. We can't allow this into our country. Right. Well, this is going to be DHS. Uh, the whole operation is going to be run by DHS uh, to CBP, the Border Patrol down there. And then you're going to have... USCIS officers, it's all under DHS. And I just want to point out that, and I'm not being hyperbolic here, you know I don't do that, but this is purposeful. Uh, the, the, the policy here from the very beginning was always to accommodate the flow in the quickest, nicest, easiest, most pleasant way for the immigrants into the country and never to stop, block, deter. Uh, that is not their policy. They say safe, orderly, humane, legal pathways. I call those red carpet legal pathways now. Uh, I'm just surprised. What surprises me about this is that it's already happened. I thought it would take you know a few days after May 12, and we're already seeing uh, you know the scenes that that we should have expected 10 days from now. So this thing is just utter catastrophe. And I want to. I want to, if, if I, if you, if I have a minute, I'd like to read, um, sure. from an sure. exchange, sure. an exchange that I've gotten from, uh, a, a USCIS manager. USCIS, by the way, is, uh, they are the, the, um, people that are going to be handling the asylum claims. So they're surging asylum officers for these quick streamlined, uh, asylum interviews that they're supposed to that they're supposed to be doing, um, but what they're saying is that uh, it's not working out. The, the the personnel are rebelling. They're filing complaints through their labor union, the USCIS officers. Uh, there's not enough of them. They can't get the training. The training that they're getting is terrible, uh, and uh, I'm being told that that the whole system is already off the rails. Everything that they were planning with USCIS and those immigration judges that they were going to send down there is already kaput. Uh, So um, one thing that you should watch for is those scenes in El Paso in other American border cities in the coming days. What, what, why is why is Abbott and Ken Paxson, why are local Texas officials and politicians not down there raising hell and put, forcing these people back across the border? Well, I'll, I'll tell you a, a little secret uh, that the first of all, the the uh, Abbott administration feels that it can't get immigrants back over the bridges because they're controlled by Biden on one side and the Mexicans on the other. But what they can do is shut those the, the truck traffic down. We've talked about that before. They've done that. Uh, they did it in El Paso in December. 
uh, to force the governors on the Mexican side to shut the immigration down on their end, uh, you are going to be seeing bridges closed down very shortly. Again, commerce, the, the, the greatest amount of commerce coming over those bridges from Mexico uh, you know, for the for U.S. Um, imports and exports. What do you what do you, what do you, whoa 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 what do you, whoa whoa what do you mean? You mean Texas? You, you're hearing that Texas is going to shut the the bridges like they did before? Is that what you're hearing? Yes. And one thing, and this is not without precedent. Uh, remember, about one year ago, there was a big caravan yep. coming, and the Abbott administration yep. did truck safety truck inspections three. TB, DPS officers being very slow about checking the uh, brakes and everything on every single truck. And they shut those bridges down, about five of them, and forced the Mexican governors to the negotiating table where they had to sign agreements that they were going to do what they what, what the Texas governor told them to do. Uh, that happened again in December when El Paso was overrun. They shut the bridge down from Juarez to El Paso for uh, about a day, just to tell them, you know, remind them who's boss. And I think that we're gonna be seeing bridges shut down very shortly uh, from Mexico to Texas. Todd, how do people get to your social media and all, everything, particularly the next couple of days, they gotta be all over what you're putting up because we know there's 700 to a million, 700,000 to a million, maybe more that are going to surge. It looks like it's so out of control that Biden's now called up the army to just act in administrative to help the processing. But it's it's a crisis that now has exploded. How do people follow you? That's right. Benzman Todd at Twitter and Todd Benzman at Getter. You can get my book Overrun, which is the definitive history of this particular mass migration event, greatest in U.S. history, uh, anywhere books are sold, Overrun. And ToddBensman.com if you want to stay abreast of my daily uh, and weekly reports. I will be going back to the border uh, probably all of next week. Todd, okay, great. And by the way, the last chapter of that book talks about this colony north of Houston that is uh, out, just outrageous. We'll get into more of that with Todd over the next couple of days. Okay, Todd Bensman, thank you very much. An explosion on the southern border. Biden is trying to move to try to paper it over for the optics. Alex DeGrasse, on a day that the Republicans drop probably the most serious border security bill ever produced by the House of Representatives, the Republicans, we're going to get into all of that. Plus, Hakeem Jeffries is trying to, how do you say, play a game with the, uh, with the debt ceiling. Motion to dismiss is on the table in the war room. Back in a moment. Inflation has consequences. As the Fed raises interest rates to combat out-of-control government spending, long-term bonds have diminished in value, crippling banks. Depositors are holding their breath, and investors are bailing on bank stocks. Diversification has never looked more important to you. The recent surge in gold prices is directly tied to the extreme market volatility right now. This is why gold has historically been a great hedge against the stock market and against inflation. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. 
text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert your existing IRA or 401ks that are tied to a volatile market into an IRA in physical precious metals, either gold or silver. And here's the best part. It's tax sheltered. Let me repeat that. It's tax sheltered. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold is who you can trust to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today. Take action. Stephen K. Bannon. Okay. Welcome back. Thank you. Let's go to Alex DeGrasse. He's out at one of the big conferences uh, out west uh, to plot through what's going to happen the rest of the year. Alex, Biden announced today sending troops to the border. They're not really troops. That They're sharing an administrative role, we know, to exacerbate and make it easier for the flow of these illegal aliens into the country. You just saw, and if, if Denver can play the footage again after I'm off and you're focused on Alex. Alex, but simultaneously... And I'm not saying it's a coincidence, but simultaneously, the House Republicans just dropped the most definitive border security bill. I think it's called the Secure the Border Act. Walk us through it. Yes, Steve, thank you. So it's H.R. 2, which is important because H.R. 1 was a domestic energy bill and typically you sort of prioritize what's important. So the border, H.R. 2. So, you know, top priority for House Republicans. Speaker McCarthy just rolled this out as well as the various committees. A homeland as well as foreign affairs because it's multifaceted and it's very important steve because as we know this bill will force biden to restart the construction of the border wall and i do believe this is going to pass you know the most important thing also hearing from border patrol is this bill also is going to force the biden administration to only have our border patrol officers focused on actually patrolling the border not processing so the bill gets into the weeds all over the place, and the language is really worth it for MAGA to get a look at it. It's posted online, the speaker's website, everywhere else, um, and get into the weeds on kind of what's happening because it's very important. I think Republicans are very united. We have a plan, Steve. Voters across the country just supported House Republicans that put us in the power. So, you know, the Biden administration moving 1,500 troops, which is really just a show, but most importantly, you know, at least it's them admitting that they've got this problem, right, because of their own policies. So our bill ends catch and release, ends the abuse of all these loopholes, everything else, puts in, you know, keep the remain in Mexico back over there, you know, puts in an emergency order to stop everything in their tracks, empowers local law enforcement so we can work with places, people like Texas, to get this done. So it's it's really, frankly, historic. And it's a big convergence points, I think, with the border stuff as well as the uh, debt ceiling negotiations. Everything that's I'm going to get to the debt ceiling, but brother, 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 Alex, help me out here because you're a realist. You just walk through. This sounds like the Trump secure the tr- border bill by Trump. I mean, these are all yeah. Trump's policies. How's the Senate? First off, do you, do you believe you have all the moderates and all the squishes on the Republican side on this bill right now? You may have the Andy Biggs. And, you know, maybe maybe we even want something more hardcore, but we're prepared to accept this as a start. Do you think right now when you start counting noses, you got all the, the moderates and the squishes? And even if it got through the House, the Senate with all the with 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 Lindsey Graham and all the amnesty crowd over there and Joe Biden would would have himself turfed out of the White House before he would sign this. So walk me through 
this is anything more than a, a powerful a messaging bill, but a powerful messaging bill. I think it's very powerful, Steve. I think Republicans are united. There's been a lot of behind the scenes that you've probably read in the press from, you know, it's a big 10 party sort of unifying on this issue on the border, moving this forward. And, you know, the speaker has a great track record that if they're putting this thing up, obviously they feel very good about getting this through. I think, you know, this is the commitment to America. I mean, this is what Republicans ran on and we're going to fulfill our promise. The Senate should get its act together, obviously, and get this through or have a conversation. And we're going to negotiate from a position of strength. Republicans will pass a bill that finishes the construction of Trump's wall, strengthens existing wall, ends catch and release, forces, you know, pay raises for our Border Patrol, overtime pay, forces the Biden administration not to have them processing this, that, everything else. So that's what we stand for as Republicans. So we've obviously got to speak out. But no, we feel great that there's good unity on this bill. And it's a great it's a great thing. But the Senate should get your act together. But you look at the debt ceiling, not to jump over there. You know, they said, Oh, who cares? We're going to, you know, pass a bill. You can't pass a bill. Now we've passed the bill and the conversation has changed. And so that's what we're looking to do here. Now they're on defense. Now there's a meeting and we would love to do the same on the border. You got, got it. And I want to get to that. I'm going to get to Hakeem Jeffries is trying to top the House Republicans with a, a parliamentary procedure. But hang over a second. Let me go to, uh, I think, in El Salvador. Oscar Blue Ramirez and uh, Ben Burkwam. Uh, guys, there's 700,000 to a million illegal aliens about to pour across the border. It's already started in places like Laredo. Laredo, Texas is called a state of emergency. In El Paso, Texas, you guys have been down at the Darien Gap. You're in the flow throughs. We've had this bill that just dropped, and it's going to take forever to get this through. Burkwam and Oscar, give us your uh, situation report down there, guys. Well, it's really simple, Steve. We're in a place where it used to be lawless, and, and you look at what they're doing, this, this mockery of sending 1,500 troops to the border just to allow them to continue to process. I want to show you this community that we're in. This used to be run by the MS gang. We used to not be able to stand here. In fact, if we were standing here, we, we asked the Minister uh, of, uh, of uh, Communications uh, what would happen? She said, you would not get out of here alive. I want to walk you down here. The difference between law and order, the rule of law, and, and the opposite of that, since Bukele's taken office. Each one of these abandoned buildings used to be owned by El Salvador citizens. They left because of the violence. And what's happening now, because Bukele has brought back security, they're actually rebuilding. And you can see one of these right here. They're actually coming back. Uh, this, this one is starting to build a roof. And this has an amazing uh, message on the side, Oscar. Yeah, this message says return what it was robbed. So a lot of the things that are happening right now with citizens right here in Salvador, these, these were houses that they were abandoned by citizens of El Salvador. They were threatened by the gangs. And now the message that we're getting is that a lot of them are returning back to El Salvador to live. And also they're investing in their land because of law and order, what Bukele is doing in their country. So this is a massive impact. What Bukele has done, more than 60,000, he has put in this center of confinement. It is called the biggest prison in Latin America for narco-terrorism. And, and Steve, this is to, the, the whole point of this is to show that it can be done. In Central America, Bukele, what he's done is the model that others could use. But rather than doing that, you have leftist Democrats who are pushing for open borders in America, attacking Bukele and giving Venezuela as the model. This is the model that Central America should adopt. Talk to me real quickly about how Bukele even came to power. I want our American audience to understand this is a democratically elected. This was the people saying, we've had enough. We are prepared to back somebody who will stand up to the gangs and stand up to the, the narco-terrorists, uh, Ben and uh, Oscar. Yeah, it's, re it's, 
It's almost miraculous. Uh, you know, he came in and this uh, after a, a former communist president, the president before B. Kelly was was hardcore leftist communist. And the people of El Salvador actually rose up. They were marching in the streets. They were riding in the streets. They said, we don't want this communism anymore. We want security. We want freedom. We want liberty. And Bukele was he actually was the former mayor of San Salvador and came in and he actually united the business interests who were previously being extorted by the gangs and said, look, we, w we have to save this country. The only way we do that is if business Business comes together and says we're going to stop paying these guys. I he gave his uh, assurance to these guys that he was going to use the military to go in and, and take these guys out and and actually do what it takes. Unlike in America where we let BLM and Antifa terrorize and burn down our cities, actually allow the law enforcement to do their jobs. And and surprise surprise he did it. And in just a third world country back into a second world country that's moving in a positive direction when everything else is falling apart around us. And as, as Blue said, I think the most shocking thing on this whole trip is hearing the people say, come back to El Salvador. Uh, the, the people that have left to America, they're coming back to El Salvador uh, because this is their home. This is where they want to be. And we hear the same thing from Venezuelans. We hear the same thing from everyone that's leaving their home country. If they could fix their home country, they would stay there. That's what needs to be done. But the, the biggest problem is we need to stop the magnets. We need to stop the NGOs and the leftists who are inviting this. Yes, and, and, and the message is directed exclusively to the leftists uh, that they are located in the United States, that they are calling uh, Bukele a dictator. We have asked continuously to citizens, do you feel that Bukele is a dictator? And these are leftist organizations and leftist Democrats that are calling Bukele that. And every single citizen, they're saying they're wrong. They're absolutely wrong. This is not a dictator. Nobody forces us to vote. We love our president. We love what he's doing. He's bringing, out, bringing back security. He's bringing back safety. Now kids can go out and play outside in the parks and they can have peace and they can have an education. They have never seen this freedom that the United States has ultimately and every other country has, but that Salvador never has that. So it is really easy. Law and order and God values. That is what Bukele has implemented in this country and it has worked. Oscar, let me, before I let you guys go, and we want to spend more time in El Salvador, hopefully get you back on tomorrow morning. As you see what's about to explode across the border, given all the reporting you have been have done, what what is El Paso and what is Laredo? What's going to happen to McAllen, uh, Brownsville? What's going to happen to these? Uh, what's going to happen to these cities, sir? And it's, it's going to be flood over. And it's not only those cities. Uh, I'm over here in El Salvador. And right now in Tijuana, just for you to know, we're getting reports that more than 1,500 migrants, they're stuck between the two walls that there are between San Diego, California and Tijuana also. So there's floods over there also in the parts of Tijuana. So it's all over the border. And it is this because of the catastrophe, the bad message of the open border policies and the number one incompetent that I have been calling out all this time, the one that created this crisis in Central America. America and all this collateral damage, it is Alejandro Mayorkas, the one that he says that the border is closed, that it messages the border is closed. The thing is that it's going to be overflowed and the border patrol is going to, is going to get overrun. That is the bad thing about this. Ben, what is, how do people get to your guys' content? How do they keep up with you guys overnight till we get you back on? Uh, so amazing interviews we've got. We're going to start uploading those. Uh, you can get those on my social media at Ben Berquam, B-E-R-G-Q-U-A-M and FrontlineAmerica.com. And of course, Real America's Voice News, America's Voice dot news, the only channel that's actually showing you the truth. Oscar. OscarBlueRamirez.com and just, you know, Real America's Voice uh, News dot uh, com, sir, and Law and, Law and Border with uh, the great Ben Berquam, sir. Ben, are you going to have a new episode of Law and Border up Saturday on Real America's Voice? Can people anticipate some new content? 
Not not this Saturday, but we have the four-part miniseries coming out. It'll probably be the following weekend, and it's going to go uh, all the way through okay. our time in Colombia, uh, on the Venezuela border, all the way up. So we, just stay tuned, Steve. It's going to be, I mean, it's if, yeah. if Pulitzer still mattered, it's going to be the, the best border coverage you've ever seen. Well, you two are the best with the rest of the team, so it's just amazing. Uh, guys, hopefully we'll get you back on tomorrow. We want to find out more about this hero elected, a populist hero elected down in El Salvador that's saving his country. Okay, short commercial break. Alex DeGrasse is still with us. Uh, Brother Avia is still with us from ICE. Boris is going to join us on polling. we got a lot to do. We're rocking and rolling in the afternoon edition of The War and back in a moment. Stephen K. Bannon here with a warning. When's the last time you checked the legal title to your home? What if the title to your home, the legal document that proves you actually own it, is in some criminal's name? That's home title theft, and it's a total and complete nightmare. Home titles are online now. Once a criminal forges your signature, it's a race against time to stop him before he takes out loans against your home or worse, sells your home. So when's the last time you checked your home's title? My partners at Home Title Lock demonstrate how criminals get you in minutes. They found the title to my home online and forged my signature, stating I sold my home. Some criminal was now the owner. Home Title Lock helps shut it down. That's what they do better than anyone on this planet. How do you know some criminal hasn't taken over your title to your home? Find out free with a sign-up and get 30 days. Let me repeat that. 30 days of free protection when you use promo code Bannon at HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com, Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Do this today. Take action, action, action. Friends, it's hard to trust anything anymore. Our most important institutions are being systematically destroyed. Are you prepared for things to get worse? Because true freedom comes from self-reliance. And that means having emergency food on hand. Invest your food foundation with three-month emergency food kits from My Patriot Supply. That's a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. These kits provide over 2,000 calories per day for energy during tough times. Get breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks. The food's delicious. Your whole family will love it. Order yours today and receive a free Gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system valued at $279 as a bonus. Let me repeat that. You order today. You get a free gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system valued at $279 as a bonus. With this offer, you're securing food and purified water for the next crisis. Your three-month kit and free Alexa Pure Pro are all shipped to your doorstep in discreet boxes with free shipping included. Don't let this emergency food offer from My Patriot Supply pass. Action today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Get your order in and your free gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system valued at $279. Seem to have anything that they agree on. Talk to me about what the expectations are and how... Hakeem Jeffries or Mitch McConnell might factor into this. 
Yeah, no one wants that, but that's about the only thing that they can agree on here because the paths to averting a debt ceiling crisis like this one are completely divergent based on which party you're talking to. Of course, we know the way that House Speaker McCarthy has been trying to cajole President Biden back to the table, passing that bill last week by the slimmest of majorities in his conference, but nevertheless using it as an excuse to say, hey, House Republicans are actually doing something here. Meanwhile, we're watching Democrats dig in their heels and say they'll talk about budget cuts, but it's separate from the debt ceiling debate that's going on right now. Chuck Schumer, the majority leader, reiterating that this morning. Watch. Rather than listen to reason, Speaker McCarthy has caved to extremists. By passing the Default on America Act, he's handed the keys over to the House Freedom Caucus. As one House Freedom Caucus member said plainly, Speaker McCarthy cannot get to 218 with changes to this deal. And look, Katie, that's actually a really important piece of context there, because even as McCarthy is trying to agitate to get all of these folks back to the table, and now we know they're going there next week, the core four negotiators from both the House and Senate Republican and Democratic sides, the real question is what happens when McCarthy brings these negotiations back to his conference? Because I watched last week shuttling up and down this hallway as people were going in and out of the speaker's office trying to get the concessions that they needed in order to get on board for the first version of this debt ceiling bill. Several of the people who ended up voting for it in the House Republican conference said they had already negotiated as far as they would go. So the bill that they ultimately will vote on after this meeting next week between the White House and congressional leaders is going to look different. And it's an open question of if McCarthy can do it again with his conference and get the vote. So uh, if you don't have enough Republicans to vote for whatever. Let's let's jump in here. Um, And we've had many of those people on here, Alex DeGrasse. You know, we've had uh, Congressman Burchett uh, last night. We've had Annie Biggs. We've had the hardcore. And we've also had other people. You know, we've had uh, uh, Rosendella of Montana. And, and they said, hey, we've gone as far as we've gone. But they've also talked to other people and said, hey, if this gets put back in our face, they're prepared to be a lot harder. They're not going to give up. This is like the, the minimum. Now, walk through what Hakeem Jeffries is trying to do, this motion to dismiss because this is going to start, and we want to get the war room posse ahead of the curve here, because this is the new uh, this is the new game they're going to play. Walk us through it. A discharge petition. So they're able to file a discharge petition at the House to overrule the majority. So you know, overrule Republican leadership. So if they were able to get a majority of of signers, they could force something onto the floor. It's sort of a diversion and a scam, Steve. Anything, and watch that, you know, for that, people watching that last segment and listening, all they want to talk about is our side, this, that, can we have the votes? We just passed the bill. Joe Biden for months has been saying clean debt ceiling. They just put this letter out. Um, only 191 signers, they released a letter last week. They have 213 members. So the real narrative, Steve, is they don't have the votes on their side for a clean debt ceiling. And that's what MAGA needs to be talking about. They don't have a plan, and they are starting to show cracks. I mean, they don't have Golden, Quayar, Gottheimer, Schrader, Phillips. I mean, Dean Phillips, they're not signers on this original letter. Are they going to be on this discharge petition? That's going to be interesting. And I'm hearing there's a lot of behind the scenes. But the reality is they don't have the support. And all of this is diversion, distraction, anything they can do to suppress our narrative going into this historic May 9th meeting between the speaker and Joe Biden, where we're going to clean Biden's clock and the American people are going to see, you know, fully, obviously, what most of us already know, which is this entire thing's in free fall. 
Steve. And it's on them to have a plan and pass something. We've already done our job. I would say that is the important thing for people to understand is it's past the house. The Senate you, needs to move. You're, 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 say, you're saying that, hey, for all their talk of uh, discharge petitions and all this, and, and by the way, a lot of my hedge fund guys came to me months ago and said, hey, they've got a way to get around this. You're saying it's all nonsense because they've got swing districts. They've got guys that can't take the heat on this. They're at 191. They'd have to get to 218. They'll never get there. So it's just all happy talk. That's right, Steve. So you're exactly right. They're saying this was a underreported, um, you know, plan. But if you remember months ago, they sort of put this out in the media and it, there was talk on Wall Street and everyone else where they said, wait a minute, they've got this in their back pocket. I remember you and I speaking about it. So all of this is just, you know, DNC talking points to try to distract people and show that, you know, there might be to keep the focus on our side when the reality is we've already put up a bill and we've done our job. It's done. There is no more bill as of right now. There's negotiations with Joe Biden and they need to put up, they need a plan. They don't have one. So, but this discharge process is important because this will be where the fault line is in general on multiple different fronts where they think that they can pick off some Republicans, which they'll need to do and have 100% in order to force a legislation in theory. It's never really worked in the past, but it is a, you know, old type of way of doing things. You're, you're, you're also saying a lot of behind-the-scenes work that once you get these bills out, once you get the, the, uh, the uh, debt ceiling bill out with the cuts in it, and we weren't crazy about the cuts, but they are, and that's what you got 218 on. Once you get to secure the border bill, those are reality. Everything the Democrats have is just talk. You put those bills up and you say, hey, show me what you got, and show me what you got as far as the votes go because I don't think you got the votes to stop these, and I don't think you have the votes to pass your own thing. Is that – essentially what leadership in the conference has been doing? Yeah, I think that's right. It's really about a contrast for the voters. I mean, we are putting forward our plan, we're executing and we're passing it, and we're doing the people's work. I mean, you know, and it's a slim majority and it's a lot of tough work. And uh, the Speaker McCarthy has done a great job, um, you know, at getting all this through. And it's not easy to your point about the slim majority. And so we want a bigger majority, Steve, and I think we will next time. And voters will reward, I think, you know, members of Congress that are saying what they said they were going to do and putting this stuff through. And we do have a lot of folks in leadership watching. I did get some texts to say they have incredibly strong support on this bill and, and pretty much universal. So th this will move very quickly for a full vote on the Secure the Border Act. And that's big news. And so and then on to the next thing, because there's a lot of work to do. But this discharge thing, it is all noise. And the most important thing is for MAGA to hone in. If you're in these swing seats, Call your Democrat. Call Gottheimer if you're in New Jersey. Tell them. No games. No clean debt ceiling. Stand up to your own party and speak out. They need to get a handle on it. And the American people just voted for a Republican majority that we ran on steep cuts. So they've got to get a handle on that. Alex, how do people get your – what's your social media so people can follow this closely? Because it's going to heat up now both in the border security bill and the massive uh, negotiation on the debt ceiling. I'm at DeGrasse81. Thank you, Steve. I'm on Getter at DeGrasse, Truth Social at Alex DeGrasse. I appreciate everything, Steve, and it's, it is heating up. It's going to get really wild, but things are moving fast in the House, and that's what people want. Alex, thank you. Thank you very much. Action in the House. Thank you, brother. I want to get Victor Avila here. We have Victor Avila, who basically was an ICE agent for many, many, many years. Uh, Victor, a couple things. Uh, I want to make sure we're on top of this border situation. Biden saying he's going to send 1,500 troops to the border. 
uh, as a former ICE agent, is that you've been down there, you've seen the disaster, you, you're a Texan, you live there. Is this just more happy talk? Is this just uh, down? He's just got these people down there, the process not to defend the border? That's exactly right. I'm actually in El Paso right now, Steve, and I, I, the footage that you've been showing is what I shot yesterday, and I could not believe it. This is my hometown, and I didn't even recognize it. Thousands of people lying on the streets, and yes, the, the, the troops is, is just a, a cover-up for the Biden administration. By the way, we've had the, the National Guard on the border for two years uh, observing and escorting the illegal aliens coming up. This is not border security. What they're going to do is they're going to send these 1,500 troops to help bring in the people. The state of emergency that El Paso declared uh, by the, the mayor is not to get help to keep people from coming in, it's to help people to help bring them in. Uh, I was watching the local news here yesterday in El Paso and uh, they're already gonna use two empty elementary schools to uh, use them as housing for the illegal aliens. This is not the this is not the the the, the decision and the, the result that we want. We want people to be repelled. And by the way, uh, one thing that you're going to hear a lot about Title 42 being lifted, and I'm hearing, oh, Title 8 is going to take over. Uh, Steve, Title 8 is the law. It's been the law. When I worked this as as an agent. Uh, Title 8, uh, 1325 USC 1325 illegal entry, 1324 human smuggling, 1326 illegal reentry has been in our books for many, many years. Don't think that it's a new thing that they're inventing. It's the Title VIII is the law that should have been followed from the very beginning. It's lawlessness down there, and it's been like this from uh, Arizona, Texas, all the way to Brownsville. Brownsville's out of control as well. But I'll tell you what, I've never seen this. And this is policy-driven. Everybody knows this. This is not uh, our own constitution that's being followed. It's not our law. That's why I'm, I'm running for Congress here, uh, uh, Steve, uh, and, and I appreciate the opportunity to say that because uh, District 23 is ground zero from San Antonio to El Paso, Texas. It's ground zero, not just for Texans, but the rest of the country is depending on what we do down here because I'm getting phone calls from Connecticut where there's this huge uh, international theft ring from South America burglarizing high-end homes in Connecticut and New York and the crime and, and everywhere that we've seen this affect everywhere, not just the border towns. Uh, and so I want to change that. And I want to comment something really quick on Alex and, and, and did a great job on talking about the bill. Because really the bill, if you remember, started off as uh, HR 29. This is Chip Roy's bill. And uh, I supported that 100% because it's a very, very strong bill. I wish that bill would have passed as it was because uh, his office sent it to me, I reviewed it. It's an incredible bill because it calls for it calls for detention. Uh, what a concept that if you break the law, you will be detained. You'll be detected. You'll be detained and then processed to be released back to your country, back into Mexico, not into the United States. But now, obviously, it's combined into H.R. 2. Uh, uh, the incumbent that I'm running against blocked H.R. 29, did not support it. Now he's forced to do it. He's forced to because he has no other choice. But it's not, uh, I'm not gonna be uh, representing the people on, uh, by forcing me to, to uh, vote with these conservative values. This is what I bring naturally. And by the way, it's other votes besides border security votes. We're talking about same-sex marriage. We're talking about gun rights bills. We're talking about uh, you know, voting for uh, a January 6th committee. But Victor, hang over a second. I'm seeing El Paso which is one of the great towns in this country, and it looks like a third-world country, 
How are people supporting? You got some of the most left-wing Democrats in all of Congress that are total yep. open borders. How? The, tell me about Hispanic Americans. Are they with you? Are they with the radical Democrats? That's what it comes down to. Everything else is just just conversation. It's the citizens are, El Paso. If you look at that beautiful, great town, and particularly what you've redone down there by the Sun Bowl, Duntown's been redone. It's got a very hip, you know, uh, night scene, great hotels, great restaurants. This is being destroyed by this invasion, right? We built the wall absolutely. right beside that thing to stop the, the stop, to stop the, you know that you've been there to stop the, 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 the cartels from the sex trafficking right on that mountain. But the citizens right. have to have your back. Are you? Why do they keep voting in these radical Democrats? Um, it's messaging, Steve. It's messaging. I spoke, guess what, of all places, at the El Paso Community College this morning. And the, the room is full of Democrats. I don't change my message. I'm not, I'm not offended, and I'm not, I'm not uh, embarrassed to be a conservative and Republican. And I tell them the truth. You should have seen the response from that room. These are from blue some very left, you know, uh, El Paso as it is, as you describe it, and they're agreeing with me. By the way, they have the same values that I have. And I told them, listen, I grew up here. I told them exactly where, uh, where I grew up in El Paso and, I'm, and born and raised here, uh, a product of legal immigration, a product of public school systems. And they're like, they're siding with me. They're like, we're with you, Victor, and we support you. Victor, give us your uh, site. Where do people go to find out more about you and your race? Go to VictorAvilaForCongress.com, VictorAvilaForCongress.com, and I appreciate all the support. Victor, thank you. We'll get back to you. As El Paso is under siege, state of emergency there, state of emergency in Laredo. Short commercial break. Back in a moment. Right now, many Americans are feeling powerless. You know the feeling. The economy isn't stable, crime continues to plague our communities, and those in charge do not seem to care. There's something empowering about knowing that you have the skills to defend yourself, and that's why I endorse iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm at any time in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range and you will save a ton of money on practice ammo. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. Improve muscle memory, increase reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger control, and much more. iTarget comes in all the major calibers, including 223, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Save 10% plus, get free shipping with the offer code Bannon when you go to itargetpro.com right now. Don't rely on the government to make you feel safe. Empower yourself with itargetpro. That's the letter itargetpro.com. itargetpro.com and the offer code is Bannon. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas the platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. This new one looks pretty good. Really? 
Did you know Ron DeSantis backed deep cuts to Social Security and Medicare? Ron DeSantis? Yeah, he voted to cut Social Security or Medicare not once, not twice, but three times. DeSantis even tried to raise the retirement age to 70. I thought DeSantis was one of the good ones, but he's just another career politician. America needs Trump. Make America Great Again, Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising. Okay, welcome back. And I keep advocating that Ron DeSantis, if he wants to be taken seriously, should respond to these ads and not be traipsing around the world for five days to try to prove he's a world leader and absolutely implode. Newsweek magazine has picked up my commentary on this. It's humiliating, and it is. And his advisors and the big money donors that put him up to that should know that he humiliated himself in London in probably the most important um, meeting of that entire trip in front of the city of London financiers, in front of all the corporate leaders. Uh, and it looks like the prime minister was pretty smart to beforehand say, no, nah, I'm not interested in a meeting and, and kind of go off to Scotland. Uh, but just a, an embarrassment. And uh, Ron DeSantis, who has done a very good job, I think, in Florida, destroying his political re- career right before our eyes. Boris, before I get into some of that polling that, that reinforces my points, I've got to ask you, the House of Representatives just dropped the Secure the Border Act today, which could be called the Trump Border Act because it's basically the policies of, of President Trump. Joe Biden has sent 1,500 troops to the border as we're now being this, uh, this surge coming with uh, Title 42 coming off this invasion of 700,000 to a million illegal aliens right on the border from Laredo to El Paso, Tijuana, uh, Brownsville, McAllen, all of it. What say you, sir? Steve, what, I'm, what I say is that, it, first, it's an honor to be with you and an honor to be with the posse. And second of all, what is happening is exactly what we've known for the last two and a half years. The President Trump's policies were the only one that pathetic, sad, hopeless Joe Biden could implement to even try and stem this disaster that the Democrats have caused at the southern border. The Democrats have obliterated our southern border, have obliterated our national security, have uh, obliterated our economy, another bank failing this week in First Republic, and who knows where the crisis is going from there. And what, what you see here is a capitulation by the Democrats once again admitting that they have no idea how to save our country. And that's why we need President Trump back in office as quickly as possible. And further to that, Steve, is, you know, even if Biden does actually send some troops to the border, who knows if he'll ever follow through. I mean, you know, he may just take the money and, and use it for his own family's benefit as he's been doing for his whole career. Even if that happens, even if they re-implement some parts of the policy, you know the Democrats are not going to do what is actually needed. They're not actually going to secure the border, and they're always, not, they're always going to refuse to do the one thing that President Trump went all in on, and that is the wall. The Democrats fail and hurt our country time and time again. Yeah, now they've really triggered it. This invasion is going to be horrific. I want to go to some of the polling, because I've been arguing, I don't know why... Dave Bossy and the RNC continue to push this thing of a debate. There's, there's no primary. It's over. And the numbers are absolutely brutal. And they get more brutal. Boris, you want to walk us through a couple of examples of this? No doubt about it. Let's look at Emerson first. And this is a, a timeline. In January, President Trump up by 26. In February, he's up by 30. Now he's up by 46, 62 to 16. And what's interesting, see, this is an Emerson poll. It's a left-of-center poll. 
What's interesting is that lines up perfectly with the betting up, which right now at 62 to 22, President Trump over the Florida governor. And by the way, Steve, I agree with you a thousand percent. This emergency consultant-driven world tour by Ron DeSantimonious, where no one knows who paid for it. They're not releasing who, is ba- who backed the tour, who covered it, or where it came from, was an unmitigated disaster. It proves once again that the Florida governor is not ready for prime time, that President Trump and his broad shoulders are what we need. Here's another CBS YouGov poll. Again, this is not Trafalgar. This is not Rasmussen. This is CBS YouGov. President Trump at 58. The Florida governor is at 22. And there are 18% more on top of the 58, which are strongly considering President Trump. This race is being dominated, is being absolutely crushed by President Trump. And why? It's a combination of its strength on policy, on everything from saving our border to saving our energy independence to saving our kids from woke radicalism. Those policy videos are absolutely momentous. And it's also the weakness of the pretenders, of the Florida governor and the others who have nothing to offer the American people except some weak, wobbly language on old conservative ink ideas. President Trump is dominating and winning this race by huge historic margins. Boris, if people want to follow you now with the morning newsletter and your social media, where do they go? Steve, thanks so much. Sign up right now. The website is hot, BorisCP.com, hot on BorisCP.com, hot on Twitter at BorisCP, on Getter at BorisCP, on True Social at Boris, and of course, the hottest on the gram, Boris underscore Epstein. Stay strong, God bless, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Boris, thank you very much. Boris, 100% correct. You look at Emerson, you look at CBS, these are not... Trafalgar. This is not uh, uh, Barris. Th- these are not. It's not Breitbart's polling. These are center left to some of them far left, uh, and they're showing you know demonstrably. And even over time, if you look at the trend line here, it's brutal. And like I said, it's only going to get worse when they start polling after this debacle of a, a foreign trip that he had. You can't send anybody. You couldn't send the best world traveler, of which I consider myself in the business aspect, being able to get off a plane and do a presentation after an eighteen-hour flight where, you, you know, people have got uh, jet lag. You can't send a guy like DeSantis that doesn't travel, quite frankly. You can't send him to do that. The staff, is it, it, just, it just shows you the, it's an amateur hour. It's not serious. Serious people don't do that. And then when you show up with serious people, like in London, you get blown out. And the, and, and the behind-the-scenes report are worse than the written reports, and the written reports are terrible. So, um, and I, Newsweek magazine's got up there. It was humiliating. Okay, short commercial break. We're going to be back for the second hour. Linda Rance from Missouri is going to join us. Mike Davis is going to slip in here and give us an update on this horrific hearing today to smear the justice in the Supreme Court. Remember, they can't win at the ballot box. they got to steal the ballot box, and now they got to try to turf out some of the members of the Supreme Court. We're not going to let it happen. Of course, Derek Harvey also. In the war room. A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees. But it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you actually spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel you for your political views, 
Public SQ is your guide. Public Square connects freedom-loving Americans with the community and businesses they share their values. Here's the best part. It's absolutely free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com and download their app today. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where you spend your hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. That's publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Take action. Stop giving your money to people that hate you and your values. Go to publicsq.com. Veterans, you know we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the uh, active pharmaceutical ingredients. China has a stranglehold on us where there's a way to break that. Jace Medical. I got an emergency medication kit from them. The FDA just declared a global shortage of medication and warned that critical antibiotics are in stream short supply across the United States. But you know that because you're a viewer or listener of this show. Now, here's the action you can take to correct. Do yourself and your family a favor and get your Jace case right now. It's a pack of five prescription antibiotics you'll have on hand for common emergencies. Just visit jacemedical.com. That's Jace, J-A-S-E, jacemedical.com. Take a few minutes and fill out the form. Your information will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. You'll be glad you have the Jace case. Go to Jace Medical. That's one word, J-A-S-E, medical.com, and enter code Bannon at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code Bannon at Jace, J-A-S-E, medical.com. You know what the problem is because you've watched the show. You can break, you can take action and break that problem by going to Jace Medical and get your Jace case today. Action, action, action. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. 
You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. And do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.